This is Eric and Jordan from My Brothers and I. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Jason Amare, and you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Thursday evening. You're listening to Portland Radio Project on PRP.FM and 99.1 FM in the Portland area. Uh, this is Luke Neal on Sounds of PDX. I'm here with co-host Jan Emerson and Madeline Wittenstein. Wittenstein. Ah, so close. Uh, she is our friend from Berlin and had a show earlier today. We are talking about debut records because my good friends Kai on the Mountain are in studio and they are debuting a record next week. So thanks for being here again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have quite the robust playlist we're going to be talking about. Uh, I mean, literally, we have influences that go from Kanye West to Jeff Buckley. Uh, speaking of Mr. Jeff Buckley, uh, shout out. Uh, Leonard Cohen passed away today just recently, if you had not heard. And I wanted uh, to put Kai on the spot right off the bat because that was your first concert. It was. So I wanted to get the sadness <laughs> out of the room first. <laughs> but I wanted you to address this. So yeah. oh, that's kind of shocking. Um. Yeah, it was. it was when I was like... Uh, really young, I think like 12, like between like 8 and 12, and he was playing in Austin, Texas, and uh, it was in like an old like cathedral type room with like the red velvet seats, and we were pretty far back, like uh, it was pretty empty where we were at, but uh, yeah, he just like walked up, had like a full choir, I think, like mm. in the background, and he just like had such a beautiful like voice and presence. And I just remember like my mom always listening to him and always wanting to see him live. So like it was more of like a dream come true for her. But like it was definitely something that I remembered, and I was just like, wow, he's like a great songwriter and artist. So yeah, what a I'm special memory to uh, have been able to see him before. I passed on so <laughs> oh, you got me beat i never saw him like bb king it was like months i was like oh, oh, it's yeah. the worst i'm i'm horrible uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a great night we've got kaya justin jack matt and liam with us we're gonna start the playlist off with ben harper one of my favorite singer songwriters and he basically uh he, he rewrote the book on protest music he did it in a way that um what's the best way to say it he brought up social conscious music at a time in the in the mid 90s and early 2000s that where it wasn't super popular uh but this song is definitely applicable for today this is how many miles must we march by ben harper Ben Harper here on Portland Radio Project. We are talking about debut records because we have Kaya on the Mountain in the studio with us, and they're debuting their EP next week. It's a five-song EP. We're going to give the details and be talking about the show all tonight, but it is uh, next Friday night at White Eagle with our friends Corner. And who's the other group, The Pearls? Yes. yes. Nice, yeah. We haven't had a chance to chat with them before. So um, now that we've got you back in the studio, I want to play a little bit of catch-up. The last time we hung out uh, was at your filming of PDX Spotlight, and right now you can see Neve, but as of this Sunday, your guys' episode will be live online and will be showing on Comcast. So yeah. congrats. Pretty excited. Yeah. Talk to us about that. How was that experience? Well, actually, I'm going to put the mic on Jack because this is great. I never got the chance to follow up with you on this. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Jack. So when we were filming the episode, 
you had this gorgeous iridescent shirt on. It's beautiful. And so I turned to Mike and I'm like, let's mess with him. I was like, let's just tell him it's not going to show up on camera. <laughs> so Mike goes over to poor Jack and like straight face. He's like, dude, that's not going to show up. And I think your reaction was like, I don't want to have another shirt. <laughs> this, this is like 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, My, Mike's a good actor. He like, kept that straight face. Was, like, was, was, yeah. I was pretty convinced. <laughs> so since we put you through the ring. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was just like ready to tell him like, I, I don't have another shirt, man. Like, <laughs> Perhaps a blouse that Kaya has in the car. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. did you have a good time? How was your experience there? Um, other, other than us messing with you. <laughs> man, I mean, like, at first, like, uh, like you know, we kind of all felt it, like, the first, like, run-throughs, you know, like, we were pretty stressed out, like, but, uh, you know, like, once I got into it, it was like, oh, this place is, like, nice and open, like, I kind of just have my own space, you know, just, like, get to play the songs for, like, an audience that's not there. A little, little, little guys in the back, you know? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Liam, how is that? I mean, you're yeah. on the kit. You're usually in the back anyway. But is it a different experience with just cameras and no audience? I, I, I mean, I don't know because it's like I guess you're kind of like working for yourself when you're doing like live shows and playing with like actual people and trying to like prove things. But like in that setting, there were so many people around where it was like I just I wanted to be like, nah, you don't have to do that. But it's like I guess that's why you're here though. Like you just and like it's cool. Like it, I think they like doing it and everybody's cool. But yeah, it was, it was really nice. Like everybody was just so nice and the production was so awesome and it was just a great experience. That yeah, was, big shout out to them. The, the volunteers at PDX Spotlight that work with Mike and myself are just. They're fantastic. You know, it's like the folks here at PRP. They do yeah. it because they love music. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jen, you wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners in Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. Kelsey Wingo, <laughs> my cousin and soul sister, thank you for listening to PRP. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. We've got some other out-of-state uh, listeners. My sister Carol, my buddy Ben, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, so, Kaya, I'm going to put the mic on you now. We are talking about uh, debut records. Um, yes. I don't think this is from her debut record. Oh, <laughs> no. Fine, no. This is uh, Killer Song, Hiding by Florence and the Machines. And um, what can you say about her? Why does she, how does she influence you? Oh, she's fantastic. I have been a fan of Florence for years and years and years, and I just think that she's um, absolutely amazing and just so inspirational. And she's got, like, such an amazing voice and just, like, she just opens her mouth like so wide and it's just like this vibrato that just comes out and she just like holds notes and just her presence and her fashion style and everything is just amazing and I really got into her <laughs> in the record um where hiding is on that's the record that I really got into and um just every song I just love it fell in love with it does she influence your performances yes okay yeah. <laughs> definitely mm -hmm. does yeah i watch a lot of her stuff and a lot of alabama shakes performances mm -hmm. yeah. um because i was just like i need to get uh better at performing live and just like interacting with the audience and making it more of like an experience like she does you yeah so. she's very um very free like mm -hmm. you know there's some performers who dance around and run all over the place but like She's very in the moment. It almost seems like, and the same with you, like whether you were seeing that on stage or, you know, in the bathroom getting ready, it's the yeah. same kind of intensity. It's just very, yeah. very genuine. Uh, so, yeah, well, let's hear her here. This is Florence and the Machine. Uh, this is an influence brought in by Kaya of Kaya on the Mountain here on Portland Radio Project.
one of the most memorable songs of all time. That's the Kinks here on Portland Radio Project. So, Liam. Yes. My wife also really loves the Kinks. What is it that I when the song came on, I saw your whole body light up. Oh. What is it about oh, the song yes. that grabbed you? Oh, yes. This song, man. Oh, where do I begin? No, the Kinks are like the last time I was on the show, I was talking about the Beatles and how I really, really hadn't gone through and listened to their back catalog and just everything. And like the Kinks, I'm going through that right now. Like it's like <laughs> this is the, off their debut album. You said debut albums, and I I saw this one on there, and it's just it's that riff. It's like I could listen to that riff for 37 hours on repeat. It's like <laughs> it is. There's so much rhythm in that. It's so simple, and it just is so danceable. It's amazing. It's funny. I hear these artists, you know, these riffs that are kind of recognizable now. These days it's like oh that one kind of reminds me of a zeppelin riff or this that i can't imagine being like jimmy page or the kinks and writing these riffs that's just like it's there because the instrument's there and they're musicians but it will never be done again like (laughs) all these riffs are ripoffs now which is so fascinating 1964 that song came out that's that's crazy yeah it's that's so hardcore (laughs) it's a timeless track uh i i wrote down a quote tonight uh one of my early producer friends who now lives in Austin. Um, his name is John Hamlin. He told me once I was writing my, I was recording my first solo record and I was like freaking out. And I was like this, this and that. He goes, he said, you have your entire life to write your debut record. <laughs> I was like, that's actually really cool. <laughs> and the, but the point is it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You, you can continue to procrastinate until you have perfection or you can just get to a point where you're like, okay, I've, I've written this and, and yeah. here it is. Yeah, so where are you guys with that now? You're about to release your debut. Is there anxiety between, all right, maybe there's something we should have done, or are you okay with letting this go out to your listeners? <laughs> um, I definitely think that we are ready to let this go out. We've been... Um We've been wanting to like get our music out there and like get some new stuff out there into the interweb sphere of uh, the world. And uh, yeah, I think it's time. And I think that we learned from, uh, you know, us being in the studio for the first time. We learned from our mistakes. We learned what works, what doesn't work, you know. And I think that um, as we go into 2017 and we do start working on our like real LP, you know, we're actually going to be taking it more step further. A more step further. <laughs> that works. That works just fine. <laughs> and um, yeah, and just adding elements that we didn't before, and try and get more of that fuller sound, you know. Well, and that's part of it too. Like, you're kind of you're putting out a pamphlet of this is what we're working on. This is our EP. This is our sound. And you've been you've been hitting a lot of stages um, this year yeah. to kind of yeah. perfect that too. Mm-hmm. You played a lot of shows, so yeah. hats off to you for that. Yeah, we're, uh, that's like the goal is just, uh, when we first got together, um, was just to play as many shows as we possibly could, try and perfect, uh, sound like our sound live and perfect our performance live, you know? And I think, um, we're in a really good place now to rock 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a couple people on the talk board. Um, someone says, Hi, Jack, we are listening. I know Zanny's on the talk board as well. Um, Loving what I'm hearing so far. You guys, I love discovering new music. I'm so proud of you. Jenny Lou. (laughs) I bet that's from Kelsey. Jen's okay, soul sister, she says. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So part of a statement you can make with a debut record is you can put out a song that has kind of its own... Uh, life, and then someone can go and remake it, and and it, the remake is so good, people don't even know that was the original. But the next track is the original. Matt brought that in. This is Mad World by Tears for Fears. So. 
Dude, it's a perfect song, but uh, why'd you pick this? I mean, because each member of the band had two selections. So for them to narrow it down, Tears for Fear has got to mean something to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for one, the 80s, I, at least. Yeah, I love their sound. I think it, it really helped define that whole decade and their influence on just that kind of big open sound. And I mean, I love saxophones, and they definitely found good use of it. Maybe not in Mad World, but. Uh, mostly in today's uh, state of current events, I just, you know, find them kind of funny, find them kind of sad. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, Beautiful. Yeah, great pick, Matt. Another applicable I thought one. it was just good context for it. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. This is Mad World here on Sounds of PDX. Stick around. We've got Kaya on the mountain until 9 p.m. That's the Stone Roses here on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. Sounds of PDX you're listening to. Special co-host again, Jen Emerson. And and a newcomer tonight, first time to the show, Madeline is with us. So, Justin, I have a question for you. Uh, You are the one who picked this um, song uh, by the Stone Roses, another great um, band from England. Why did you choose it? Is it perhaps because of the title, She Bangs the Drums? I mean, it's a pretty cool (laughs) title, isn't it? (laughs) Um, uh, Can't see how red I am through the the radio. (laughs) Beautiful thing about it. Um, No, um, I mean, I found out about the Stone Roses actually from my uncle who lives in Canada. He gave me a few CDs when I visited there when I was in high school. And um, I just really... I was really into REM when I was in high school, still am, but um, got really into like kind of like bright, jangly guitar music and stuff like that. And the Stone Roses were one of those bands that like really found a good mix of genres. Like if you listen to their full debut record, one of my favorite albums of all time, they really like they found a way to mix like kind of like bright pop music and like funk. Like they had elements of funk in there and their punk. Music. Yeah, punk. All kinds of things. Dan- like it was music you could dance to, but it was all like guitars and guitars, bass, drums. Still very like the kind of like acoustic band kind of thing with a lot of like effects pedals, but still kind of four piece band. But had such a huge like danceable sound and just excellent songwriting too. Like very- it was a very unique piece. I've never heard another record like it like since or before. Yeah, that's a really cool track. Um, I- for all of you, since we're on the topic, is this the first project you've been in to do a debut release? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. completed. First, first completed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in a band when I was in high school in my first year of college, and we uh, we broke up like right before we put out our first EP, so it kind of released to no one. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, people didn't get to hear it, but then again, you saved some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yep. Anyone else have a similar experience of putting out a, a debut? Uh, when I was in high school, I was in a band with my best friend, and um, we had um, we made like a like a demo EP of like four songs or so. We had a ton of we had a ton of like songs. He was a really he still is he's, he was a really prolific writer, and um, we made some really terrible like demos. I have them on my iPod still. I treasure them as something that I I enjoy like, yeah. by myself. Little journal, yeah, little little journal. But uh, they were uh, it. 
we didn't like to believe that we were a, a 90s band pretending not to be a 90s band, but we, looking back <laughs> on it, we totally were. That's <laughs> in every way. <laughs> Well, that's not that's not the worst thing. And it's we were talking about bands and and you talk about a sound like there's the 90s sound, there's the the 80s sound. There's actually some really interesting stats. I looked up the top 3 debut records in the in US history. I don't think that these numbers will ever be matched again. I I don't have the numbers so I shouldn't have said that. But um <laughs> just because of the way I think music works these days, there can't be a united front push to put a single out that a labels excited about you guys got to know this band so the top three um number three debut in the u.s history is hooting the blowfish again Crack, cracked rear view i believe is the name of that album. View, that's right <laughs> fantastic I've got the tattoo on my back uh, no uh, boston was the number two debut wow. their debut record is phenomenal recorded in the basement like it's it got a lot of push. Um, but the number one um, debut record of all time was Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, they had two video releases. Um, they had Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Jungle come out before the record release. It was one of the first times uh, labels did that. Yeah. Yeah, both of those are on Appetite. I mean, like, for me personally, I, this might be sacrilegious to a Guns N' Roses fan, but that is Guns N' Roses to me, so that's crazy. Dude, yeah. I mean, that's that's their sound. It was the rebellion up against what, you know, Matt and Justin were just talking about. Yeah. There was so much synth and all that stuff. They were like, oh, let's just get that's back great. to rock and roll. That's why they're number one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. I don't think anyone will knock that off. Appetite was yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, so next song on the playlist I put on here, um, I think, again, it's applicable. Um, earlier, before we all went on, we were talking about Jeff Buckley, and uh, this is a, a track off of Coldplay's debut, but I got into Coldplay, and especially this record, Parachutes, um, because it really reminded me of Jeff Buckley a lot. So, again, here's a little reminder of this fantastic week we're having. This is Don't Panic by Coldplay. <laughs> That's Don't Panic by Coldplay's debut, Parachutes. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. Okay, so I want to, you're Jack, correct? Yeah. I, I noticed your shirt when I got out to get a, a cup of water. It says on the back, you coward, you hummingbird. And I was quite intrigued, so could you tell us about that? All right, yeah. Um, well, uh, on my shirt, I actually uh, learned how to embroider. And like that was like a hobby that I did for a while, so I did this myself. Which is like a like a needle and some thread. Uh, but I saw this band um, at the Analog Cafe uh, in Southeast uh, last summer. Actually, this band called Eskimo, um, not with an O, but with an E A U X at the end. And uh, she was playing with a bunch of other bands, and I didn't really know any of them. Uh, but like, man, like that that was one of those bands that I just like saw live and was like immediately really into. And I just remember the, her singing like those lyrics and like repeating them live. You know, just like really stuck with me, you know, like it's, you know, like simple words, like it doesn't really have any, I guess, objective meaning, you know, but like it, it's just something that really stuck with me that I like saw and like experienced, like with a band that I really was into. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Huh? Homemade. You have uh, something else sewn into your pants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we won't, we yeah. won't say that. We can't yeah. say that on the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, how much do you charge for hemming? And uh, uh, how, much, 
um, well, I'm bad at it. So, like, like look at these. They're just, like, straight lines, you know? Like, that's like It's wonderful. <laughs> I, can, I can trace stuff, like. Some iron-on. Can we bedazzle after the show? Let's bedazzle something after the show. I do. You know, somehow I'm not surprised, Luke. <laughs> Quick side story. I uh, went to a murder mystery in Cabin in the Woods, like, three or four years ago. And it, the theme was, um, like, all country, like this backwoods town murder mystery. And I was a country singer, so I bedazzled the crap out of a jean jacket. Um, <laughs> Splendora. Let's talk about that, Jack, oh, since we God. got the mic okay, on Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd be really surprised, like, if anyone had heard of this band. Like, uh, the only, uh, like, notable thing, I think, like, for, like, pop culture at least, uh, there's a show, Daria. Uh, on MTV, and mm -hmm. this was the band that played the theme song. What? For that, and then this is off the one album that they made in the 90s. Um, and, uh, like, yeah, because I, I, I started watching Daria, and I was into that show for a while, and, like, <laughs> like, like, like I heard that, the intro song, and it's, like, this, like, crazy punk song, you know, like, like two girls singing, and I'm yeah. like, wow, what is this thing? So I found the album, uh, like, 10 out of 10. Like, that's, like, honestly, <laughs> one of my favorite albums I've ever listened to. Like, uh, they play electric violin, these two girls, and then I don't know. I just love like girl punk. Do you know where they're from? Uh, I think they're American. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Right on. Yeah, this is a wonderful track. It's actually called "It's Great" by Splendora. It's an influence brought in by our friends from Kai on the Mountain. That's a perfect circle here on Portland Radio Project, a really surprising debut record featuring Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Luke Neal here with uh, Jen and Madeline, and we've got Kaya on the mountain in studio with us. Big week next week. We were kind of talking um, during the break. So now as good a time as any. Let's talk about, we're going to be playing the whole EP in the second hour, but let's talk about creating the EP at Supernatural. Give some shout-outs to the folks who helped the, ma the magic happen. <laughs> yeah, David Pollock. Yeah, David Pollock for sure. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a really cool process. We kind of just uh, went in, had um, I think we had a, about enough, we had enough money pretty much to do three, three full days. We were in there for like what ten hours a day, was it? Pretty yeah, something like I mean, ten hours. Was there all day? Yeah, <laughs> some like ten hours a day for three days recording, and um, it, it, that place is just such an amazing like cool environment to be in like with the huge windows on the back you can see oh. out like out into the woods and just the aesthetics of the place built by built by Matt Haugen's oh, dad yes. by my dad <laughs> <laughs> a real real MVP just he 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 really created like an amazing creative space for for bands to work in and it was i think i think all i think we all fed off of that and yeah helped us craft something really environment's important oh yeah yeah um, and then for like the rest of the album, after those three days, we kind of um, sat around and kept listening to it and kept trying to think of like what we should add to it to make it better. And then that's when we went and saw um, Andreo, who's this guy that I just like looked up online and I was like, oh, your rate's like 15 bucks an hour to record. Awesome. But <laughs> he's really, really cool. And he has a, like amazing experience and had like a really professional studio. And we went in there and we did like banjo and mandolin and like cowbell and just were able to add like so many more instruments to it to really make it grow. So it was just really cool to be able to do that. Did he play a production role at all in the in the in the post that you did? Um, not really, but um, he, he helped. Yeah. yeah, sure. 
I, I mean, like, I don't think, like, as far as, like, post-production, you know, but, but like, definitely, like, creating the sound, like, you know, like, as we're, like, putting it into the mics and all that, like, yeah. it, it, he was a really big help, you know, and, like, uh, his, like, basement studio was so great, you know, like, I just go in there and he's like, oh, dude, I have, like, a couple of things. He showed me this, like, really old, like, plug-in, like, organ machine thing, and, like, I use that, <laughs> oh, I use that on one track, like, through, like, some pedals and stuff, like... That that was just really fun to go do, you know, just have a bunch of gear and just be able to sit down like at some guy's house all day, you know, and just like, oh, what if we did that, you know? Like, Justin was sitting there in there forever, just like doing little guitar tracks, you know, like, I don't know how many layers you put on like Karma and like, Four, yeah, five, yeah, yeah. I remember you just layers. sitting in there, just like, just like, like try this, try, try like, yeah, you just play with yourself, like right there. Yeah, you just play a different chord, different place, huh. times. Like it was, uh, I don't know, I, I had a great time. Uh, not like. Especially on trails was great because we got to like go back and edit, you know, like because we were pretty rushed at the start, you know, and it was just nice to like be able to like sit yeah. down and like, you know, get like a clear head and just like sit with it for a little bit. Yeah, it's always tough. I don't care who you are when you whether it's fifteen or five hundred dollars an hour in the studio, it's always nerve wracking. There's always that pressure. So to have an engineer slash producer make you feel comfortable, that's that's what you need. Yeah, it was definitely a, a learning experience for us, just getting over kind of the the jitters of putting the musical equivalent of pen to paper down and basically just not messing up <laughs> or else you you, uh, you just wasted some time kid yeah, come on yeah, man you gotta go work some yeah. OT now so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good experience for that I think we're ready to go for the LP there's a really cool like ruckus vibe on the EP that you have I think captures your your live performances really well they did yeah. a great job I think a part of that comes from uh, there were like uh, at least like two songs on there that we we had like we knew as a band but really hadn't quite <laughs> quite prepared as much to like really put them on on recording David like like kind of got on our case about it. it was like you guys need to like sit down for a minute and figure out what you're gonna do here <laughs> and he really he, he pushed us in the best way and like those songs became like some of my favorites on the on the album and it mm. like also kind of created this kind of like rambunctious kind of like ooh like like where is this song going let's find out together let's like let's do it and like it evolved like those song those songs were forever different from like that moment onward like whenever we played them live it's like oh we hadn't envisioned this song like this before but it, it was so much more unified and just like well put together after moments like those yeah it was really kind of interesting because we had to put the finishing touches on it like while we're recording it oh yeah we had just started writing it probably a month or two prior before going into record, so it's yeah. good. We learned uh, it takes a little bit longer than that. <laughs> and I think I think Liam had been in the band like li- just a little over a month at that point when two we went months, into yeah. the studio, like two months. Yeah, it was like a month or two months, and it was just really. I, I mean, like I like to think I knew these people, but it's like <laughs> looking back on that encapsulated little moment. It's, it's like it's really interesting to see. He just it was such a short amount of time and sure. it feels like the entire thing was like I'm really proud of the record but we just kind of like really just threw it together with like okay you're doing that and I'm doing that okay we got it yeah 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 like it was really fun it was debut records are so interesting yeah you know? that's really cool a, yeah it was cool to like like uh like find our sound you know like well like so we never like we didn't play in like in a tiny little practice space like you know like twice the size of this about you know and like it you don't get like the sound like that you want you know like perfectly mixed you know but then just like hearing it like mixed like like even just like the tracks like or like uh like 
I heard Kaya singing like through the vocal mic and, and David had it up on the speakers and oh my god. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> this is what I want. Like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, you have, you know, you've got Kaya on a good condenser mic. You yeah, can hear Justin yeah, yeah, mic'd yeah. up. You know, you hear your your teammates in a way that you don't, you can appreciate him mm -hmm. because you're not playing your bit at the time. That's a, I'm glad you bring that up. That's an experience that's really cool. I always found when I recorded with artists, I always appreciate them more after that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, because things can get crazy and ruckus, and I hear that there's some crazy stories from the very first Queens of the Stone Age uh, record. Mm -hmm. uh, and Matt brought in another track here. I want to do, uh, have you talk about Autopilot. Yeah, so uh, Rated R, Queens of the Stone Age's d debut EP. Um, really, I was I was looking it up, and Josh Alm basically qualified their first three records as kind of different phases of their debut, yeah. essentially. Um, but this one, it's it's definitely a lot more raw coming out of, I think, what's the name of the band? Kyus or something? K-Y-U? Oh, yeah, Kyus. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I haven't listened to them much, but... I just love Queens of the Stone Age. I've been listening to them for the last couple of months, and uh, I've never felt more inspired to play a minor scale than <laughs> I have. After. Tune down and play a minor scale. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, that's great. Well, they're, they're the next here on our playlist. You've been listening to Sounds of PDX, and this is the PDX Spotlight playlist. Our guests are Kaya on the Mountain. Stick around. we got a whole second hour with their entire EP and a giveaway with some guest passes for the record release next week. Our Lady Peace here on Portland Radio Project. That is one of the best debut records uh, from a Canadian band there. Um, dedicated to my wife because tomorrow is our anniversary. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to be moving along here in the playlist. We're going to be talking about Work It Out with Jurassic 5 featuring Dave Matthews. Kaya, that's a track that you brought in. Oh, yeah. It's a really good song. <laughs> uh, yeah, this song is, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's one of the first, like, songs I ever heard with uh, J5 in it. And I, uh, it was probably, like, four or five years ago that I heard it. Uh -huh. And then I just started getting in to uh, Jurassic 5, like, this year. And um, I just... I'm so in love with like their sound and quality control is one of my favorite albums <laughs> like right now and it just was kind of my introduction to 90s like hip hop and that whole scene and like early 2000s hip hop so I've been like definitely um listening to a lot of that <laughs> yeah this is wonderful and uh it's all about crossing genres Dave Matthews here with Jurassic 5 work it out on Portland Radio Project Portland Radio Project, PRP.FM. That's The Strokes. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. What do The Strokes mean to you? And what a powerful debut record they oh, have. Oh, yeah. They're, I, one of the things that strikes me about their debut is they, they didn't have enough money to do all of it in a studio. So like half of it they had to do in like somebody's garage and half of it they did in a studio. So if you listen to it all the way through, there's like some interesting like quality like ups and downs like kind of thing. But it makes oh, interesting. it a really interesting lo-fi record. And like lo-fi, hi-fi at certain moments. Um, 
But The Strokes were one of the first bands I got into uh, when I was in high school, and I really... I, I, I went through like a long phase of listening to like only like classic rock music. Like mm-hmm. I got really into the Beatles, got really into like Led Zeppelin, Boston, and then like kind of worked my way into like, okay, modern music is cool too. And this was one of the, <laughs> this was one of the first bands that really like uh, like when I was asking like my friends like oh who do you guys listen to this out now like it was one of the names that kept coming up and so I bought this album from a local record store and I had it in my car for a really long time and it's just one of those fantastic ones I can put on go through it all the way and just it's one of the first new records I'd heard that had a vintage sound yeah yeah they. Intentionally, yeah, true garage rock like revivalists, like those guys, like really like them in the white stripes, yeah, just, like really we're bringing like that kind of like homespun, old fashioned rock and roll, Arctic like, Monkeys at yeah, the time too, yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. like they were like, early stuff. They were, yeah, they were just like bringing that back into like the forefront. It's like, hey, like why don't we get some like some like lads in a garage and just <laughs> let them hit record on whatever, and we'll see what happens. And then it it became like one of the most prominent like like ways that rock music was, was it's a hall made. of fame record i it mean it, it really is so you've got one band like that that's okay we're a new band we got an old sound here's our debut record liam i gotta ask you about kanye because that's next on our playlist oh, his debut gosh. record Please he intentionally me. wanted some vintage <laughs> throwback but i mean he's got a lot of forward-thinking things from this record no, when you when you mentioned debut, that was the very first thing. I mean, just when I hear the word debut and I'm thinking about music, it's like the college dropout is <laughs> primo debut album. That is Kanye West. I mean, this is the first track off that album too, and like I really just love thinking about Kanye back then before all this. And yeah. just really like he knew, I think I think he knew he was like, This is it, this is the first thing they're gonna hear. This is Kanye, <laughs> like the production on this track is oh my gosh. Yeah, Nobody else. Fantastic. No one, there's only one, Kanye West. Well, you heard it. This is a selection by Liam from Kai <laughs> on the Mountain. This is Kanye West here on PRP. Oh, yeah. I got the perfect song for the kids to sing. Arguably one of the best debut slash records of all time. That's Grace by Jeff Buckley. We were all in here hanging out, enjoying it. Uh, this is Luke, Madeline, and Jen hanging out with Kaya on the mountain. Been listening to their influences all night. We're leading up to the point where we're going to be listening to their entire EP. Whoop, Running Wild is the... Uh, Talk, is the Talking, Talking Wild. Wild. Talking Wild. What inspired that? We're going to apologize for our wild talking <laughs> about us. Yeah, there's a drum circle that's happening. Yeah, it's they're, festive. They're talking um, wild actually, as well. Actually, uh, Liam was the one that came up with this. We were having a band meeting, and we were kind of hitting a wall with uh, what the heck we were going to call it. Because um, we were still, like, after recording the vibe, we were still trying to figure out, like, okay, what's really, like, our image and our vibe still, you know? And... Uh, so we were thinking like talking wild and then I don't I mean, know. Yeah, well for me just with Kaya, like pretty much since like day one of playing with them, it's just like her songs are so interesting because they're like very like I, songwriting is one of the most complex like just confusing to me personally, like processes and like how you do it and there's some things that I feel like take years to learn. And with Kaya it just like happens. It's just like mm-hmm. right there. Like it's just it's, she's just it's just yeah. And so I just thought of that. It's kind of a weird name, but, you know, like, I felt like it was fitting to her songwriting style, you know? It fits really well. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of your artwork. I know 
Zanny takes care of a lot of that. But man, the, I think it was a couple weeks ago you released some of the first images from the artwork, and it is stunning. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Gorgeous. Yeah, Zanny's uh, Zanny. That's what our, we call our manager uh, <laughs> or mom. <laughs> uh, she's yeah, she's amazing. She um, she's like the computer geek behind everything, you know. Um, so we just want to thank her for like everything that she does because she yeah. really does. Shout out. Yeah, she's just amazing with all of that. So her level of professionalism is through the roof. It really You've is. always been responsive as a group, and uh, what's what's the, you have agency for yourselves. You know what I mean. It's not like you have to be managed, but yeah, you know the business side of uh, the music business just as much as the music, and and that's important too. You want to speak to a little bit about that? I mean, you've really hustled in 2016 with social media. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's. Um, really important to be like on social media and be like active with your fan base and stuff. And it has been something that we have struggled with um, in the past. And like, we're just now like getting into it and starting to get into the groove of like, okay, like let's do Snapchat. Let's do like um, Facebook and all of that stuff. Um, we just really want to make our, we just really want to be interactive with our fan base so that they can see like what, is going on. I think a lot of bands feel that way too, that we're just now getting this thing. But I mean, you've been, I follow a lot of bands. You've been good. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to uh, Snapchat us. Uh, <laughs> I'll reply. I'm logged in all the time. I'll talk to you. If one of, uh, one of the other people. Yeah. 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 You to hang out with Jack on Snapchat. Yeah. And if you follow us on Twitter, uh, I'm going to be taking over the, uh, the Kai on the Mountain Twitter page and going to be responsible for every one of our Twitter feuds. So. <laughs> Immediately start one with Kanye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's first. Uh, Drake, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, coming for you, Drizzy. If you want to be the best, you got to fight the best, you know? <laughs> Matt was going to start a Twitter battle with Leonard Cohen, but no. That's yeah, he, he, he gave up, apparently. <laughs> Didn't want to deal with it. Aww, <laughs> too soon. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll appreciate that, regardless. All right, Jack, along with uh, Snapchat, you've got good taste in old music. Um, Rainbow's a fantastic band a lot of oh people don't know about. God, Rainbow. <laughs> Man, like uh, that, that's a band that I like mentioned to a lot of people, and everyone's like, who's Rainbow? And I'm like, dude. Damn it! Like <laughs> so magical. Listen to Rainbow, you know, and like, uh, I mean, this lead singer Richie Black, or not, not, not the lead guitarist is Richie Black. Lead singer Ronnie James Dio, like legendary metal singer. Like you, you can't, you can't stand up to that guy. That guy's like, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Like I mean, oh Dio. my god, yeah. Like th this first album, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Uh, like. I don't know. I, a lot of people like make theories about like where different genres of metal came from, but I think this is like the start of power metal, mm. like even like symphonic metal, like a lot of like things that like really like branched off. Like it's really like yeah, the lyrics like a, a lot of do with like fantasy and stuff like that. Just yeah. like I don't know, th this is a more chill song. Like it's pretty like acoustic, just Richie Blackmore like showing off like <laughs> his, his like guitar writing and like I don't know. Dio's just a great singer and like all genres all like loudness levels you know like even if it's metal or if it's like a, a slower song that guy is like phenomenal voice yeah that whole band too i i, I don't know that, that's just one of those bands that like i've heard and like will live on forever you know like just both like both uh their first two albums especially just kill me like go online and check out their artwork if you're not familiar yeah, with it yeah. very trippy very <laughs> surreal almost uh salvador dolly meets classic rock yeah. meets that heavy metal uh, type of animation all right well here it is this is uh temple of the king by rainbow and after that we've got pushing forward back by temple of the dog so try to sort that out
Temple the Dog here on Portland Radio Project. I used to say that wasn't a debut record because they only put out one, but they're on tour. They're playing in Seattle next week, and they're actually going to be working on another record. So uh, that's a perfect album. If you haven't heard Temple the Dog, pick it up right away. Uh, we are in the last segment of the show. It is my favorite part of the night. We are now playing the entire EP from Kaya on the Mountain. Um, we're just going to go down the track list. We're going to play Karma Risky, uh, Left Your Love, Unnamed Country Song, and Let's Go Out. Yay. So we're going to go through the entire gamut. Before we hop into um, Karma, why don't you tell us about that, kind of what brought the inspiration for that song? Um, this song definitely um, I wrote just because um, I had had a little spat with someone um, that I really cared about um, back when, like probably like two or three years ago. And um, we lost touch, but um, I wrote the song because I was like, karma's gonna come around, like the things that you did wrong are definitely gonna come around, you know? And um, originally, like I was listening to older recordings of the song and it was definitely like a lot more like fast paced and there was like a huge section of like the song that I actually like cut out and never remembered, you know? And, was it the hip hop breakdown? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of like a... On every, yeah. On every <laughs> the, re the remix. Yeah. yeah yeah Jurassic <laughs> 5 is featured um no but yeah it was just uh it was just really cool um that was definitely the the first song and I've said this before it's the first song that I ever wrote that was a um really loud song and something that really drove itself and I feel like a lot of the other songs were definitely a lot more mellow so this one really just took my songwriting a step further. I absolutely love this song. <laughs> well, you're going to hear it now. This is uh, brand new tracks from the Kai on the Mountain EP. It's coming out next week at White Eagle. Please come hang out with us. If you're listening to us right now on the talk board, hit us up. Let us know what you think. This is Kai on the Mountain.
That is Risky by Kaya on the Mountain. We just enjoyed two of the songs um, from their five-song EP. And we got a really nice little shout-out from our Text to Win uh, winner, right, Jen? I wanted oh, you to... Yeah. Uh, so he says, uh, I can't believe I won. I love your radio station. I'm here visiting from California. I'm helping my brother with work, and I love the music you guys play. This is awesome. Oh, fantastic. What good feedback. And we're going to have um, the winner's package, um, including uh, your name will be on the guest list for next uh, for the show next week. You've got the CD. They also have a poster they're going to sign. Um, that is one thing Kai on the Mountain does well, is they've got really cool swag. Um, I can't wait to hold the record in my hands and check out all the artwork, too. Again, I'm just such a fan <laughs> of, of the vibe you have for the music. It visually matches. Uh, yeah, here we are knee deep enjoying all the tunes. Um, left your love. <laughs> Tell me about this one. Uh, this is definitely Jack's favorite song, yeah. um, for Not sure. This, one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I'll just say real quick is um, something I wrote. Uh, it was like kind of the first love song I think I ever wrote next to Risky. Those were two of me really stepping out of my comfort zones as far as like actually physically writing about someone and like the feeling of kind of like love. So I think hmm. this was definitely one where um, I was just really bringing out a lot of that true emotion. So um, that's, yeah, it's very heartfelt for me. <laughs> Jack, what does this mean to you? Uh, I mean, favorite tracks. Yeah, like, because uh, Kaya brings us so much songs, so many songs, excuse me. You know, and, and like, uh, <laughs> we're in there a lot, and like, uh, they all sound like, a, like really different, honestly. Uh, and, and and this is one of the ones that she showed me and uh well like we started playing it together and like i figured out like a riff that i was like gonna play like things like that you know and like oh man like i i just love playing it it feels so good you know there's like there's like this like ending part that just really grooves and like kai's just got these like lyrics that like uh you're toxic and you don't even know it like over that last part of Nice he did yeah. make make a is it a vaporwave remix or, or what did I what did I, what did I do that like a trap <laughs> remix check yeah. trap yeah check yeah, Jack's yeah. SoundCloud yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> little spin deep cuts yeah 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 there's a dedicated playlist on my SoundCloud for all my remixes uh, there's four tracks oh, that's fantastic <laughs> well you're gonna hear uh, left your love this is the third of five songs from the EP from Kaya on the Mountain a couple shoutouts from the talk board someone said kai on the mountain rocks and someone else said holy heck these kids are amazing more 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 so i don't want to keep you waiting here's more kai on the mountain you left just as simply as you always do cutting all ties right to the point fact is that i didn't mean a thing yet still is the knife still stays
unnamed country song by Kaya on the Mountain. Your vocals are unbelievable in that track. Oh, thank you. They're great in all of them, but really tasteful. I like the oohs and the ahs. uh, Got my nice southern accent in there. Yeah, I can see why you want to work with the choir type fill in the future. Yeah, Uh, definitely want to want to get that sound in there. <laughs> More good feedback from the talk board. A lot of people are saying uh, they're bummed they didn't win, um, but I am encouraging them definitely, even if you didn't win tickets, come out and hang out with us yeah. a week from tomorrow night. Someone else was saying, I love this track. Her voice is angelic. Mm-hmm. I echo that we sentiment We have t-shirts well. featuring our mascot antler bear. So oh, yeah. yes. Come on down and get a t-shirt. <laughs> Swag is in. Swag is in. Swag is in. Well, we have just run through this playlist and run through the show tonight, so we are going to send you off into the evening. And uh, before we do so, any shout-outs or uh, anything you'd like to say before we let you go? Yeah, um, I think I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported us throughout these like months of being a band. Thank you to Zanny. Um, thank you to our family and the friends that have come out and seen our shows people listening right now people listening yeah. right now yeah. yeah i think some of my buddies are listening at my apartment right now with my roommate so <laughs> hey justin's buddies yeah hey, justin's buddies. y'all are out there <laughs> thanks also, yeah so happy. Oh, of course. oh yeah yeah, yeah. thank you very very much to luke as well yeah. <laughs> you are always welcome yeah and i, I Last shout out is just to uh, everyone that listens to our music. Yeah. That's a uh, that's what it is. Come to our show. Come hang out with us. Come listen to us. We want you know, to see you. We love you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play your own music. We want to see you. Like this is, it's it's a group effort to make good music. <laughs> Jen, Madeline, any parting words from this crazy evening we've had? Thank you both for helping out with the show tonight. Hey, thank you for allowing us to help oh you out. Oh my gosh, like, yes. It's always a pleasure. It was wonderful. I'm uh, really hot now. This room is so small. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's interesting with all these African sounds coming, sweeping over from the other room. Kind of (laughs) multi-genre. That's our 10 to midnight show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for everyone hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Once again, this is Luke Neal on Sounds of PDX. You've been enjoying Kaya on the Mountain. Come see us next Friday at the White Eagle for their EP release. And remember, this Sunday, debut of their PDX Spotlight episode on Comcast. Check the the listings at pdxspotlight.com. Until then, this is Let's Go Out by Kaya on the Mountain, and we will see you next week.
ね。<笑>